This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by Dressing Life's Wounds Clothing Company. Dressinglifeswounds.bigcartel.com. Raw, original streetwear. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the brand new site. This is episode 20, Intergalactic Interviews, and of course I am MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and sitting here with me is one of the most talented guys on the left coast, uh, also this side of that side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Maka. What up, what up, what up? How you doing, brother? I'm good, you? I'm doing medium rad, pretty rad actually, yeah, yeah. Good. things have been pretty good lately. Good. Uh, um how do you want to talk about how physically awesome this new site is, even though you can't physically see it at the moment? It's pretty rad, is it not? I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> From the rough sketches I've done From, on napkins for yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. When we were in that restaurant and you were uh, drawing it up, I couldn't tell which... Uh stick figure went where but i was like yo bro this goes here and then this is gonna be like a link and like oh and this is where the dl but then, then it turned into a hangman game so yeah which i lost yeah it turned medium racist really quick <laughs> uh how you been man i've been good i can't complain at all to be yeah. honest yeah you sipping your coffee sipping coffee better than booze yep i had a. Uh, I had a uh, a really good experience recently where uh i i just said you know i'm not gonna drink soft drinks anymore yeah I'm, I'm just done pop Mm-hmm. completely and uh i crave a cola every so often uh liz drinks ginger ale around the house sometimes ginger beer yeah yeah and speaking of around the house uh this episode even though we have been relocated to amp records this episode is uh old school so to speak because we're back in the condo doing it like this it's just better for our itinerary and for our schedules and stuff yeah we got more work to do after after this so yeah uh, man a lot of things going on at it yeah, yeah i'm heading over to the uh uh, the Tomb Raider rap party tonight for uh, United Front Games. Where is this at? Uh, it's at Portside. We were at Portside a couple. Oh couple yeah, weeks yeah, ago. yeah. We were there what, last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Sam Flores for that. She's gonna hook us up with the cool. uh, nice. door and stuff. It's cool though. Like, um, you know, what what's gonna go on there? What's gonna go on there? You're talking movie Tomb Raider movie or Tomb Raider video game? The video game. They're still doing video games for that thing. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I remember when I still uh, when when it came first came out for PlayStation and Laura Croft's boobs looked like squares and triangles. <laughs> the polygon. Yeah, tits yeah, that yeah, she yeah, had. yeah, yeah. So what, what, I'm sure um, it's changed since then. Did you ever use the cheat codes to have her take off her top? Damn right. That was like I think that was the pinnacle of gaming. We grew up in the era of cheat codes <laughs> for every video game or every video game system. That's right. Could game not. genies. I still remember what game was it? Remember Wolfenstein? Of course. Or no, no, no. Doom. I was big into Doom on PC, Doom and I still remember. To do unlimited life was IDDQD. Uh, that's right. IDDQD. Do you know the code for uh, uh, Infinity Weapons? I, I, it was a big one. I remember it was a big one. Uh, it was IDKFA. I, IDKFA? Yeah. Well, and IDDQD, that was... IDDQD was God mode. Was God mode, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's and then uh, ID Clip lets you go through the walls. Did okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. So, like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, codes, so to speak, mm-hmm. like, for, like, a civilian term, they're often just uh, actually developer um, tools so that they can test out the game and stuff. Oh, no way. So that one, like, ID clip lets you go through the walls. It lets you navigate the level very quickly if you yeah, have to, Yeah, just want to like, jump through it. That's then, right. right. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. It's pretty crazy, though. Like, oh, yeah, infinite weapons. Well, let's make sure all the weapons work right when we cycle through them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Word. Have you ever uh, been involved in video games other than playing with them? Way back in, like, the... 
Oh, no, 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 other than playing with them, no. I'm not even a big video game head at all. I fell off years ago. After Nintendo 64. You're too busy on tour. Yeah, I don't get the attention span for it. I can't sit there. I'd rather be outside getting sun and skateboarding or biking around or even just walking the streets sometimes smoking cigarettes. People are just picturing me as like this half walrus looking guy just laying on the couch playing some video games. <laughs> the sun comes in. I'm like, close the cut. Yeah. I'm like Nosferatu looking dude. Yo, uh, you, you did actually just come back off tour though in Ontario. Yep. Uh, how, yep. how was that? What was, that was the road to rude tour. That was the road to rude tour. That was the first tour for the rude man record. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, attend with you. I should have been performing with you i see how it is but okay. it's okay you know what was nomad up. you let me go solo yeah totally totally nomad you didn't have to report to the chapter every so uh, that's true Sunday. Too. that's true you like that <laughs> <laughs> i had my cut on the whole time so that's it's all right good. you you had uh how many how many cities did you do six six yep. and what let's run them down you did did uh i think i Just, might be able to get this in order what cities um, yeah you did kitchener stratford oshawa oh. belleville kingston toronto wow yeah yeah southern ontario Yep. You know, it's a, it's a crazy area, too. There's uh, a lot in one little... There's quite a few cities that you can hit, a lot of markets that you can hit in one little go, too, which is sweet. We wanted to get to Montreal, but we didn't have enough money to get out there. It wasn't really worth it. And, uh, but yeah, we wanted to get to Montreal and Ottawa, but they just kind of fell through. And Speaking of Montreal, I don't know in... Uh, Montreal! I don't know if you know this, but Vancouver's playing Montreal this week. Or they played, actually, by the time you listen to this, they would have already played. Should I make a bold prediction right now? I'm sure I know what you're going to say already on I that imagine one. that the Habs They're might have an win. upper hand. Yeah. yeah, I imagine that they well, might Well, Canucks win. haven't been playing that, that good lately. I think this is going to be their sixth straight loss, bro. Really? Yep. Six straight. Well, that's Oilers territory. I think right Louis kind of kind of given up hope, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Typical Fucking Italian. Luanga. Yeah. I know. Trust me. <laughs> I think... I think uh, uh, you're too busy to deal with sports most of the time. Oh, I haven't you? had cable in like five years either, so I haven't had cable in a year. So I, I, I totally agree with that. How do you feel since you haven't had TV? I don't mind. I honestly don't mind it because, but I honestly don't mind it. But it's sometimes when I come home, I'm like, you know, it would be nice just to sit on the couch for five, ten minutes and flick channels. But then it's like, why am I going to pay all that money to sit there and push a button? I like doing that when I'm at my parents' place. That's the only time I really do watch TV is when I'm at my parents' house. <laughs> that's like a see that that's like an antiquated form of entertainment that we associate oh, totally. with the generation uh, previous to us. We're like, yeah, I like to flick channels, but I don't want to pay for that yeah. privilege. You know, I'll just go. And my, and my parents', parents house, they it. have like the full out blown Bell Express View, whatever. It is they got a million channels so a I, don't million even up, channels. Yeah, I don't even end up watching one show the entire time I usually flick back from one movie to a tv show to what a, were you watching much I'd, i watch a lot of much vibe and then like movies and stuff like that so i'd go like watch a little video a bit of a bit of a video on much vibe and then i'd jump over to half the movie i was watching and i go see a television show like dragon's den or some shit every, like that every time i turn on much vibe it's always just like uh cardinal official girlfriend what's your name <laughs> that's vintage vibe now Yo, yeah. I, vintage vibe that's vintage vibe that's now. a thing you know, well, know who's even on vintage vibe now sweatshop union's even on vintage vibe now wow yeah you have a connection going way back with sweatshop union. yeah yeah i was a big fan of them when i was young and uh a frick man like uh thing about it came out when i was like 12 or 13 years old and i'm 27 now and uh and then I ended up uh, interning with Battle Axe when I first moved out to Vancouver in 2008. And interning with Battle Axe. Yeah, and then I did some I did some work with Battle Axe uh, at first, and that's how I made a lot of networking connections out in Vancouver. And then uh, when OK City finally decided to uh, move out to Vancouver, we uh, we uh, we uh, we jumped on tour with Switch Up Union a bunch. Did you have uh, like live experience previous to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your old group was OK City. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was with uh, Ray Black. Ray Black, and, uh, and then uh, we brought our good friend Nesfid Rayo in and our manager Ben Martin, but the group just couldn't keep it together. And uh, 
styles and attitudes clashed and uh, it just didn't work out. laziness is uh usually prevails when it comes to a group right and that's what the downfall with groups sometimes are so then uh how how long has uh okay city been separated then oh it's i think it's been almost three years now three years two and a half three years how have you been uh spending your time i mean like clearly people listening to this right now are like rude man obviously yeah but yeah, like, yeah a lot of people don't even know of okay city anymore too which is uh which is a, a weird era. Which, yeah, I really don't care anymore, to be honest. Well, it's it's odd that it was, like, so prominent. Because you guys were opening and, and doing yeah, we were tours. Doing, and, yeah. and, yeah. Like, we were doing quite a bit. What was the uh, what was the height of OK City in terms of tours? After the tour, we went on tour with Hilltop Hoods from Australia. And that tour really uh, got us a huge fan base throughout BC and Canada. But after Hilltop that... Hilltop Hoods? They're from uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Adelaide. And um, the hills of Adelaide. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> After that, things were going really well, and then it was just like we were never focusing on... We were always focusing on live performance, right? Right. And that was like a really big piss-off for me, because I was like, we need to focus on making a good record and like developing our skills as oh, MCs okay. so, and music producers, right? So that was like a split in, in direction, whereas like, uh, they, they wanted like a live show. Yeah, like uh, some people, some members of the group were always, got to focus on the live show, got a tour, got a tour. You know what? I don't disagree with that, but when it comes to when uh, you're starting to get a name like we were, you got to focus on making a good good record at one point in time. Because you, know? you want people to like engage with the song. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like we always got people coming up to us after shows. Oh, you guys, your energy is sweet. Da, 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 you guys are so yeah. live. Yeah, you know, you run around all, but they never say anything about the music and me personally, that pissed me off. I'd be really? Like, oh, oh, of course it would. I'd be like, oh, so you, I can just jump on stage, run around like a monkey, and entertain you people. So That's all you want me to do? Playing anyone's music. But yeah, I could play anybody's music. I could jump onto like dead prez hip hop and run around like, like a chicken with its head cut off. And That's they, interesting. They praise me and glorify me for it. You know, it, I don't like that. Is that really where the basis came from when you, when you went solo? Um, you well, had you had an EP previous to, to Rude Man. Um, yeah, we never released it though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you're putting those songs together. Uh, I'm sure people out there would probably still die to listen to it. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt stuff. it. Why don't you go? Uh, why don't you tell me uh, a little bit about how you you took the sounds from there and decided what you wanted to do when when uh, for Rude Man? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I wrote a I wrote an EP called uh, I was gonna call it Get Mad, and then uh, um, it just wasn't giving. It was nothing different. It was nothing special. You know what I mean? It was like just some straight street spit shit and. Uh, like standard like, boom bap, yeah, kind of standard boom bap gutter rap stuff, and like it wasn't even catching my own attention. <laughs> There's one dude out there right now that's just like, yes, I want that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, totally, yeah, totally. But it was like I wasn't, I was happy with it, but it was nothing that I needed to make. I needed to make a statement, right, as an MC, and and it was nothing that was going to give me a statement. So I was like, you know what, scrap it. And then I met it with you, right, and we made Get Mad, the first record off of the first record we made for Rude Man. Actually, we should break that down a little bit for people. Get Mad. So the first lead the time, way, uh, lead the way. Well, like, you're the producer. Well, first time we ever met was uh, uh, we had I, I had actually just done the Crooked Eye deal. Yeah. And yep. uh, uh, I was. Is that before was, Chino XL or after Chino XL? It was XL? the weekend of. No, that's before Chino XL. Chino before Chino? Yeah. yeah it, was the, it was the weekend before the Rock the Bells tour. Okay. And uh, uh, the tour was that weekend, I think. Yeah. And you guys were headlining at uh, media, media club, club. Yeah, yeah yeah i remember this yeah yeah and actually that was the same night i met rob the viking from Swan yeah, members yeah. and rob uh, came out for that show i don't know if i've never told this story on this podcast but yeah. I, I was standing next to uh this guy who was just draped in battle axe gear <laughs> and uh and I, I just turned to him and i was like hey man you know we're, we're standing watching these guys kill it on stage and it was okay city and so there's mac up there killing it and uh, the crowd was hyped. It was packed in the media club. Probably, media club is my favorite venue in the city. Yeah, they got and, a new uh, owner now, actually. 
which is cool, yeah. which is cool. But yeah. the, this guy standing next to me in the pit, he he's just standing, and I was like, "Hey, man, you look a lot like Rob the Viking." And he's like, "I am Rob the Viking." <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and uh, so yeah, he was real nice, and I was like, "How'd you make your way down here?" And uh, he was like, "Oh, uh, uh, my friends are performing right now. My my friend's on stage here." Yeah, uh, and he pointed you out. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, cool." So I took interest like right away. I was like, "Yo, Rob the Vikings, like here to support this dude. What's up? What's up?" You know, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, like I think Mocha only was there. No, Mocha. Mocha, Mocha doesn't come out too much. No, he wasn't uh, at that show. He didn't come to that show. He's never. Yeah, he's uh, he somehow I connected finally that you and Mocha had like where. Had, well, I met Rob through Mocha. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. somewhere I had ascertained that 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 mm-hmm. it took place. But uh, you know that that show literally stayed in my mind for a long time. And I and uh, that was I, like 2009. That was right. That's yeah. right. You know. And like, around, I could have even been. No. Yeah. It was two, yeah. It I did been that quick deal in the the fall of of 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So going into the Olympics here in, in Vancouver in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the way that came about was that that's how I, I had first heard of you and 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 uh, whatnot. Uh, did you hear of anything I was doing previous to that? Did you know? No, no, I didn't. To be honest with you, that's I, good. you, that, you no. had introduced yourself to me, and, and then the, the members of the crew that you had brought out from Ontario, and um, you told me what you were doing. And, and uh, at the time, though, I was a bit of a, I was, I was a bit of a, what's the word? Uh, what? What's that? Um, I didn't really care for much at the time. Like care. I don't, what's the word? I was still being coming accustomed to the West Coast. You know, I was very Ontario aggressive at the right. time, and, and I'm from Ontario as well. So yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. where I, I knew we had common ground yeah, immediately. But you're a little yeah. more laid back than I am. And uh, since I've been out then, here, yeah, yeah. then now I, I've laid back quite a bit since I've been out here. But um, at the time, at the time, I was just like just another, another guy talking to me, right? And then uh, yeah, you course. were the only one that was professional enough out of the crew to actually catch my attention. Um, I, th- I remember <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I remember one guy that you introduced me with was like just talking like that straight. He was a white boy, and he was just talking that straight '90s like. No, I'm saying. Yeah, and I was looking at him, and I was like, "Oh, bro, you need to stop doing that right now. Yeah. Please stop doing that." Yeah, my my, my crew we used to do a lot of drugs, and yeah. uh, you know, and a lot of drinking. And uh, I think anyone involved in the industry knows what I'm talking about. It just you, you kind of it's have, the industry, right? Yeah, like, you have people that hang around, and they yeah. they become their image. They become like who they think they're trying yeah, to be, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, regardless. Uh, I'm glad that you didn't really get to hear anything of me at, before we started doing mm-hmm. Rude Man because I think I would have like clouded the artistic direction of it, you know, because I well I, perception is huge. First impressions and perception exactly. is huge, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and at that time, that that crooked deal, it's like it was straight commercial pop stuff, you know. I was yeah. doing it, and like it's like club banger stuff, and and if you would have heard that and then heard you know uh, the Fight Club stuff, I was doing Mizzy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, heard like you know whatever like like as a built like that you'd probably be like oh this guy is is not quite the sound that I, I can do <laughs> but uh, I think things started changing when I, I started focusing on scoring in yep. video games and stuff and, oh and, just composing more right that's right not and, just and, focusing uh, on making beats exactly because you make beats doesn't make you a producer or a composer just so you know that exactly I always say that I always tell people you know just because you make beats. 
that doesn't yeah. make you a, a producer. It doesn't make you a producer at all. It makes yeah. you a beat maker. It makes you a beat maker. Let's see you. Let's see you engineer something. Let's see you produce a project. Let's see you. Yeah. Get on the board and do something. Yeah. You can sit there and hit your drum pad or hit your keys and do all that nonsense. But when it comes down to it, don't yeah. call. If you're making beats, you ain't no producer. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. It. Do you have the skill set to take a song from yeah. from an idea yeah. to an actual completed product? I even look at myself as more of a producer than half these guys who make beats, and I don't make beats at all anymore. That's why I like working with you. Is you have a very very strong producer mindset. Yeah. You, you have uh, the way we way we speak about songs is like how I speak to some of my peers in the industry, like Curtis yeah. Monumental or, mm-hmm. or you know whoever. Like those guys are. Um, I feel like just you know when you're talking to other musicians um, in that like select little pocket uh, of producers, yeah. it, it's it's very much like like a, another language almost. Oh, totally. You know? well, when I a, talk to you, it's, it's yeah. not like I have to dumb down or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Like Anyone who's a producer yeah. needs to have an ear for it and they got to see more. They got to look at the entire song as a, as a whole, right? Yeah. You got to look at the vocals. You got to look at the instrumentation. You got to look how where the song is going to go and where the song is going to be when it's completed and you have to hear that before it's even done, right? And that's and what just makes how it dope bangs, songs. Man. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to, totally. and that's the thing. I think a lot of people are uh, uh, tone deaf yeah. Even those who make beats or make half decent beats, I still think half of them are tone deaf. They can't they can't hear things how they should be, you know. Do you have uh, any idea how much I fear <laughs> going tone deaf one day? You won't go. I don't think I don't think you'll ever go tone deaf. I just think your, your hearing will just not be as strong as it was. I think you know there there are engineers I worked with in the past who mm-hmm. have um, who have had really incredible ears and who have lost it. Oh, totally. Um, well, know, think of the head. You got headphones on all the time. You're in clubs. If, banging like, music. Yeah, you're, totally. you're banging music. All that low end stuff, especially nowadays with the on the electronic tip, uh, it really takes a toll on your ears. So get your ears clean, people, every so often. Do you uh, mind if we go ahead and uh, this is the part of the show where we throw to uh, listeners? Um, yeah. Uh, listeners, I, I asked uh, some people out there. You know, I, I posted online when I mentioned you're yep. going to be on the show. Uh, now we have this brand new website. This gorgeous website, Intergalactic. Beautiful. B-E-A-U-T-F-O. Intergalacticinterviews.com. Intergalactic. And uh, there's an events page on there that shows upcoming guests. You can go mm-hmm. ahead and click on it. Uh, what's check the, it what's out. The web, like, what's the website address for that? For the events? For the website. I just said it. Intergalacticinterviews.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> I think you, I, I was rapping a little bit of Beastie Boys. It's okay. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing about a seven and a half out of ten right thank now. Thank you. Thank seven you. I'm sober, so. <laughs> yeah, so, sober. This guy's doing great. The listener questions that came in, uh, they came in through a variety of methods. They come in through Twitter. They come mm-hmm. through inbox, text messages, whatever. Mm-hmm. I put out a bunch of stuff. So, uh, so here, um, yeah, these are in no particular order. Cool. And uh, you can answer them to the best of your ability or, or whatnot. Give her. Uh, question the first. Um, how well will Team Canada uh, dominate the Olympics? I imagine this is part of men's hockey. <laughs> Someone really wants to know oh it, what your opinion is on that. Well, Maka. let me let me see about that one. When it comes down to it, the statistics state Canada for the gold. That's Canada my, for the gold. My, of course. Do you think Russia might have like a home team advantage? Russia. Russia. No. 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 Russia is good at hockey. They are really Europeans. Good. Europeans and Russians and what is it? What, is, what are the teams? That are really good over there. I think Sweden. Yellow jerseys? Sweet. Is that Sweden, right? I think Sweden. Yeah. Me personally, I, I believe in my heart I want Canada to win, but I also think Sweden's probably going to win. I don't know. I think, I think Canada will take it. We took it the last Winter Olympics. We'll take it again now. We've never medaled on a non-North American uh, ice surface. 
And really? It, yeah, that's right. We've never oh, met wow. since the NHL's been involved in 97. That's where our, our Canadian attitude and personality comes into play. We go to other people's countries and we don't want to step on their toes, so we'd be nice <laughs> and we'd be nice on the rink. That could be the only downfall. But I think it's more like because there's more rink. We probably we, we can't keep up with the speed of that. That is game. the size. The size of the rinks are bigger for this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a tremendous amount of difference. But it makes a difference. But it is different it when you're dealing with a puck that's like you know a few oh, yeah. inches, right? Like, they, 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 you know, their cardio's got to be up more because they got to skate farther and shoot and pass the puck a lot further, yeah. right? Their coordination's like, got to be on point. wider too, which is just like oh yeah, insane. it does make a difference when you watch an NHL game compared to an Olympic game. You can see the difference on TV of the rinks, right? Yeah. So one of the first things I found when I went to an NHL game for the first time was that I couldn't believe how incredibly small. Tight, yeah. Yeah, like how tight the rink yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, it's not big. I, I, yeah. played, I played hockey for 13 years, and um, and um, uh, uh, like it, it's not it's, – I played on the same size rinks that these guys play on, right? Right. It's crazy because yeah. on TV it looks like, wow, there's so much room out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you go – you see it's it in tiny. person, and you're like, wow, that's really tight. Yeah. It is really yeah, tight. It's you not know? small. It's not big at all. It's interesting. Yeah. That was a really good answer. That to someone probably thought you're just going to be like, I don't know, and <laughs> just that's it. <laughs> they didn't. And that was actually a really informative answer. Well I'm Canadian. Done. I like talking hockey. You're not doing eight out of ten. That's pretty. But good. now, but I'm from Ontario, so I like playing hockey more than watching hockey. To be honest with you, I can't skate. I can't do. Oh, I can skate my ass. I got off. a, I got a good mind for analytics, and I, I can sort things out and mm-hmm. do a, a trend forecasting. But I can't. Uh, I can't skate. I can't play. I can't play, which is interesting. Well, you're living on the West Coast, and I think uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> well, no, it's just out here. I mean, it's true. There's like, there's no harsh weather that that'll. That's cause, true uh, too, right? There's no like uh, back home, back in Ontario. Uh, there's like a outdoor rink on every corner. Exactly. You know, so and it's public. Exactly. Okay, yo. Uh, question the second from the listeners. Giver. Um. Uh, this question's uh, intricate. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, question goes: A lot of stock is put into inspiration. But my question is, what is your motivation for creating music? Interesting. Interesting. You've intrigued me, listener number two. <laughs> These are good listener questions no this kidding. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, moti- what motivates me for uh, inspiration or what's yeah, my inspiration for motivation? Uh, what is your motivation for creating music? What is my motivation? Um, I would say uh, just my love for it. You know, that's all that's on my mind all the time. And... Uh, um, in creating a better lifestyle for myself, my family, and my friends. Not that I'm looking to become a millionaire or anything like that off music, but if I could wake up every day and, uh, well, you know, look at it like this. I make 120 bucks a day at my, at my day job doing renovations and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could make 120 bucks a day, that's before tax, off music, buddy, I'd be happy. Just totally satisfied. I'd be, ha- I'd be totally satisfied. I got yeah. no kids. I got no debt, luckily, and got out of that. I did lose a lot of stuff to some stupid decisions in the past year, but um, that's my own fault, and that's on myself. But at the same time, all I got to do, I, I just want to eat, rap, perform. Just rap and that's perform. It. Right. That's so all like I want to do. Writing. I want to be on the road all the time, man. You know, like I'm not, like I hear a lot of these artists, these diva, girly, I'm a rapper, yeah, 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 but I only like to be on the road for a week or two or a month. Oh, eat shit. That's crazy. You know what? Eat shit. You know, if someone said to me, here's a six-month tour, I'd be gone in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even look back. I wouldn't look back. I wouldn't look back in a second, man. Score into a pirate lifestyle. Peace out. Oh, damn right. How long do you think it would take before you had to switch to bandanas? (laughs) Just straight up as you'd swap out hats for bandanas. Depending if I was showering on tour or not. So we'd see how my hair does because my hair is getting pretty long again now. Depending if Dressing Life Wounds comes out with uh, bandanas. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yo, okay, wait. Speaking of which, uh, 
this brings us to our third question. Uh, this third question comes in via Facebook. Uh, <clears throat> being the co-owner of a sick clothing line. Okay, so apparently this person knows that you are uh, the co-founder. Well, I think we, we have it on the site. We have it on our website. Yeah. yeah. You're the co-founder of Justin Life Wounds, just yes. so people out there yeah. know what we're talking about. But uh, the question goes, being the co-owner, uh, it says co-owner, be your owner-founder, same thing, right? Same shit. Yeah. Being the co-owner of a sick clothing line. Actually, not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. Good. If what if I started the company and then you came in and bought half of me? That's you technically true. didn't found found the company. That's you right. Just so you're a co-founder. I'm co-founder. Yes. Co-founder. Yes. So let me, me and Jay Rude. Me, me and Jay Rude. Justin, aka Justin Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yo. Uh, let me let me uh, amend the question then. Okay. So being the co-founder of a sick clothing line, where do you design slash print slash stitch your products? Follow up question: How often do you release new designs? Do you want to give away the magic of how you do all that stuff? I'm not going to give it all away, but um, let's go say the first question. Let's let's break that down into two uh, there. Uh, where, do, where do you design slash print stitch your products? Design, uh, when we design pretty much we'll go down to, actually the first first place that we started design, we'd go down, me and Jay would uh, go down to uh, the local and kits and have a bunch of drinks and just sit there and shoot the shit and look at chicks and look at actually look at people and what they're wearing and uh, compare it to our own style and see what we could come up with. And that's mainly the way we came up with our first uh, first line of styles. And then... Uh, DLW has a few collections. Yeah, we now, got right? a couple collections. And yeah. uh, it was just like a... It was a big, t- big uh, trial and error and learning process, right? Like we never officially have made an official official clothing line like this ever so it's a big trial and error and uh when it comes to like tailoring and screen printing and printing our printing on our leather and uh piecing our our tags together onto our items we all we pretty much do that ourselves we source a little bit of it out and um it's pretty much this first line and all these collections were done by hand by us in uh, jay's apartment in uh, uh east 8th hand assembled Broadway. and stitched yeah, pretty much. Oh, not not like the actual T-shirts. Like we buy we buy the nice cuts. We pick nice cuts of T-shirts and sweaters and and so on and so forth. All our products, and then we we put together our leather patches. We'd stamp them ourselves and stitch them on together. And right. our, even our hoods. I I the hoods that we have. If you haven't seen those, go to our website and check out our hoods. They're pretty sweet. I love those hoods. I was rocking one in Rossland. Yes, yes, you we were, were performing. Yeah. Like I actually wore ago. one here. Start wearing one. It's um, awesome. I love yeah, them. Yeah, man. they're, they're pretty so dope. They're really dope. I did those myself and um, cut them out and and surged them. But then I sourced out the hemming on those for the drawstring. So, but yo, check those out. They're pretty sweet and um, they're really original. And uh, the second part to that was how yeah. often do you release new designs? Is that is there like a there's not a schedule to that? Is there's there? not a schedule to that right away. We're still uh, we're still trying to get the company off the off its on, on its feet. That's on its correct? feet. Yeah, on its feet. Yeah. Is that the right word? Did I say that right? I think if you're trying to get off its feet. I think you're trying to get it up and running. Yes, it's up, it is up and running. <laughs> it's up and running. At this point, we're just trying to create awareness of our brand. That's pretty much all yeah. we want to focus on right now. The we store have, just launched. It's the awesome. The store launched like a last Friday yeah. or two Fridays ago. And uh, Now they're sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly, right? So it's good stuff. Dressing lice wounds. <laughs> and that's how you know, that's how he answers this question. He's like, yo, do you guys, uh, yeah, how often do you release new designs? Dressing lice wounds. All right. <laughs> what are you doing today? Dressing life's wounds. wounds. What did you do yesterday? Dressing life's so wounds. So you have like, like a, just a nice plug set up. Yeah. <laughs> How did you, okay, like you said, you, you just used to like go check out uh, people, what they were wearing and yeah. drinks and stuff like that. Uh, like what, what though, when you were younger, uh, like what made you want to get involved in clothing? Actually, I, check this out. Check this. Well, like we, me and Jay, me and Jay Rude were like hardcore skaters back in the day. Like we were just like skateboarding street thugs, right? Love skateboarding. On the mean streets of Kitchener, Ontario. Mean streets. <laughs> so we always, had a, we always had a love for like skater fashion, right? And um, when we were young. What was your is, favorite uh, skating brand growing up? Shorties. 
Shorties. Shorties. Yeah. Shorties, shorties, shorties. Shorties and early Circa. Not Circa of today. Circa that Muska started way back in, like, I think it was 99, 2000, in between 99 and 2001 when Circas were, like, they nice. had the zipper pocket on the tongue. Like, that's that's real Circa. All you little kitties out there who don't know real Circa, <laughs> do your fucking research and go look up real Circa. I feel the Circa s- CM902s were my favorite. I'm so whitewashed because I'm just like, yo, I really like DC. DC shit. <laughs> DC was dope back in the day too. Yo, DC, badass. yeah, no, DC is not what they used to be. That's for sure. But I'm pretty sure they've been bought out years ago by either Quicksilver or someone like that. Danny, but, um, uh, Danny Way. You yeah, Danny Way. Like Danny, I had a pair of Danny Ways back in the day, and yeah. Danny Way is the the line of skateboarding. That guy, man, it's badass. Well, okay, oh, yeah. but yeah, I interrupt. Sorry, I interrupted um, you. You were yeah. saying uh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, probably almost frick, probably. 15 to 20 years ago, we were, uh, I think we were like in grade eight. And uh, when screen printing on your printer at home, we could print off an image on your printer at home. This is like, and I'm talking like 98 here. You could print off an image on your printer at home and then you could iron it on your, onto like a garment of clothing. Right, right. We were doing that and we were slanging this stuff at school. And like it lasted for a little while, and uh, and we were slanging like our own little homemade, like we'd print off like skate logos, like we'd rip off shorties and print off a picture and then iron it onto a t-shirt and sell the t-shirt for like 10 15 bucks like and uh, we were little hustlers and um that's how you that's started like, that's how our how we started but then uh as time went on we uh uh just didn't keep up with it and then um when we first started dressing lice wounds i wanted to do i was gonna do uh maca merch and i thought to myself you know what I'm so sick of buying other artists' merch, like T-shirts and whatever the case may be, and it not fitting right or it's shrinking in the dryer, just being shitty clothing. Right? After one wash. Yeah, after one wash, because these artists are so cheap, they don't want to put a lot of money into their clothing, and mm-hmm. then they just want to make a quick buck at their show and sell it for cheap. But like, are you ever going to wear that shirt again? No. Yeah, you supported yeah. the artist, but you're never going to wear it again. So pretty much the idea behind Dressing Lice Wounds was like, let's make some glorified band merch here but it pretty went much flipped from that and was like let's just do a clothing line and we just did a clothing line and and the clothing line has a collection called the rude man yes 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 and uh which includes all these snapbacks and stuff you guys have been seeing and all the photos uh brand new toques just Mm -hmm. came out those will look bad yeah we got two different two different styles what do you call them what did jay jay rude call them yo jay calls them uh is the one that's like not the lazy one but he's it's like they flop back. Yeah, I you can't know what, what it's called. Huh? Nah, I don't know. We don't have the site. It's a snowboard thing. Jay's shaking his head right now. He's like, God damn, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> this is like the first and last podcast they'll, they'll sponsor. <laughs> Do you, you can't even get our products right. You got one of the co-founders on. You can't even get one of our products no right. Do, Do you think that... Uh, the the way that the, the brand is growing right now do you think that you could see dressing life wounds uh life's wounds uh moving uh to a retail location yeah well we already got it we got it in two independent stores one in kitchener ontario and one in uh vancouver, vancouver here yeah. the goods on broadway in vancouver and mom's tattoo shop in kitchener but no it, it when it comes to you pretty much are you asking is it could, could i see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger yeah yeah of course anything you do in life and this goes to anyone who's listening you keep with it keep doing it and wanting to get better at it and keep pushing it and not be lazy and get off your ass and stop wasting your time on substance and partying and all that no no don't no doubt go have fun and party when the uh occasion calls for it but anything you do keep pushing it just don't give up on it you're gonna get there get somewhere with it you know as long as it's good though make sure it's a good idea a lot of your writing is is very very uh, uplifting like that it's very inspirational Do 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 you feel that uh the majority of music out there today reflects that or do you think that it needs to be more towards what you're writing do you, do you f- 
I, you can't say that. No, like depending on what you're talking here, like people would say, actually, no, say that. Say that one more time. Uh, basically, you know, just music out there right now glorifies a lot of negativity. Yeah, and, that, and commercialism. And that, that that all depends on the artist, you know. And uh, and uh, I can't say that I don't listen to the radio. I listen to the radio all the time, and I can't say that I listen to I don't listen to a song on the radio that actually uplifts me. Yeah, mm-hmm. crap comes on here and there, and you're like, what the heck was that guy thinking, or why are you playing this nonsense? You know, like what's the last artist you heard on the radio you liked? Like just recently? Yeah. Like literally listening to the radio or going on well, YouTube or some shit. I mean, I, saying like I listen, okay, okay, I listen saying to Pitbull. I like the radio is a very you know. Well, I listen to Pitbull. I like Pitbull. You like I like Pitbull? that new Pitbull and Kesha song, Mister Three Hundred Five. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. You know, and look at that guy. He used to be Mister G Love from Miami, doing gangster Latino gangster rap, and now he's a multi huge huge multi-million dollar act who probably gets paid 500 grand a show, and he's like an international act. You know, something I like about Pitbull is that he always. Uh, he always announces himself at the beginning of the record, so, yeah. I, so I know to skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like I don't buy his records, and no, I don't. No, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm no, no, no. I'm not even like, trying to defend myself here. Like, I, no, but no. I'm not. I can't say it's bad music and it's not uplifting. You know, it's that stuff is more feel good, and anything that's feel good, regardless of what they're talking about, and usually anything that's feel good, they're going to be talking about something decent is uplifting, right? If anything that puts you in a good mood is going to uplift you, you know. That's why I'm. You know what I'm saying? You catch well, me. Well, anything. I guess because of that level, the amount of hands that touch a song that that get to that level and that, that are like being worked into the the rotation that way, it's like there is actually some nefarious purposes behind it, despite of how uplifting it might. Well, and that's why it's top forty, right? You got exactly. average Joes in their work trucks and at, in their offices, and they hate their job, and they need they put on the radio, and this stuff comes on. It's going to make them feel better, right? Yeah. Regardless, even subconscious, they might even not even notice it. it might be subconscious. Well, I often compare. Uh, on this podcast especially but I often compare in my life um, the the basis of, of top 40 commercialism stuff at, to like as fast food versus like you find a good independent record and wow that's that's like a like a filet mignon you know yeah. it's like really nice cut of steak or something yeah uh, do, do you feel like there's one artist out there right now in pop music like on a top 40 triple A level uh, like an A list level that that maybe gets the wrong branding that maybe you know they're they're being branded as pop but really they have uh better merits than that is there anyone out there that fits i honestly that can't think of anybody no no not anyone off the top of my head see because i think that like that could be you i think that could be you moving forward <laughs> I, I like I, I think that you you have a lot of really really danceable records and and that's the thing i've been talking about the last few weeks since you came back was that uh uh you know doing a show for like an EDM festival type crowd yeah. as opposed to just doing straight up yo-yo hip-hop shows. Yeah, yeah. Boom, bad it, shit, it's right? like a completely different experience because people are like dancing. They're there yeah. to dance and experience. They're not just their head, right? Exactly. Well, I think uh, you, you're pretty much talking about the concept behind <clears throat> the... One of the concepts behind being rude and, and having rudeness in your music and being a rude man and so on and so forth is you can make... People for so long, ever since I was a kid, and you can probably relate to this, is that... People always auto oh, dance, dance, tr- dance music, top 40 is just club bangers, dance, blah, 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 blah. And people would hate on it, especially right. like boom bap hip hop heads. Right. And I was even, I was uh, just one of those people too. Like I didn't like that stuff at all when I was younger. And then I got older and my taste changed and, and I kind of understood the music a bit more. But I thought to myself, the whole concept, one of the concepts behind being rude is the fact that you can make a dancey song, a bubbly song, a, a feel good, good vibe song, but you can still keep it tough. 
Yeah, it like all depends hard. on. Yeah, you can yeah. still keep it hard. It all depends on what you're saying and how you're going about it and how your how your voice is and how you're rapping and your delivery and so on and so forth. And that was one of the ideas behind the Rude Man record. Like the the actual title of that album, Rude Man, because I agree with you. Like that. That's why it's like I I love being a part of this. I mm-hmm. love producing it. I love being part of the team. I, yep. I like I like the way that we come across. Because yeah, it's like it's very much a mass appeal sound but with like an edge to it and that, that's, that's exactly right very much how i want to take the direction of my own music oh yeah you know? totally so uh within my production for for rude man it it really helped transform my sound mm-hmm. but people often ask they're like why why rude man though like why because because uh oftentimes in the industry especially you and i are regarded as as like professional and nice folk, you know, like nice people to deal oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so true, they're like, yeah. why, why are you guys rude, why man? Is rude? What, what, yeah, 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 I got that. that. Yeah, yeah, you know what? At Euphoria Festival, uh, buddy, I was saying bye to some people and buddies. Like, you know, you're a really good guy. I don't know why people are calling you the rude man. And I just almost, I had to hold back the laughter because I was like, oh, you just don't get it, do you? Yeah. But, but people don't, right? People, like, some people aren't going to understand it. And they like, and that's what makes rude man cool is that there's a mystery behind it too, right? I think that response that that guy gave you where he goes, uh, I don't. I don't know why they call you rude, man. Anyway, you you take care, man. You take care. <laughs> I think that's like a, like a, a very entry level uh, communication. That's like a nervous reaction to a conversation when you don't have anything to say. That's true too. That's yeah. why you, you yeah. often just go to the. Uh, what, what do I know about this guy? A uh, rude man. You know, you're actually a nice guy. I don't know why they call you rude, man. All right, see you later, Maka. And they they tell you to go away or whatever like that. But I think it's like just a nervous reaction. Yeah, I, it's, that's possible. Yeah, that's, that could be true. I pride myself on my yeah. verbal jujitsu. And there's nothing wrong with being a nice guy, but if you need to be a hard ass or, or be tough when it comes down to it, do it, you know? You don't want to be when someone you, who gets walked over and Yeah, exactly. Over. Don't let people walk over you, but you can still be considerate of people and be nice to people and give people the time of day. But if they cross you and you feel, you feel crossed, stand up for yourself. When was the last time you got in a fist fight? Oh, it's been a while. Long Probably. time, eh? Probably like four years, maybe five. Four years. I've been in a couple scuffles since then, but um, not nothing, nothing like I used to do. That's for sure. <laughs> I uh, last time I was actually in a fight, a fight, fight was uh, uh, grade six, and uh, <laughs> I, I punched this kid in the nose, and uh, he was bleeding all over the place, and uh, I guess I, so. I gave him a bloody nose, and I don't know if I broke it, but he definitely was bleeding bad. And uh, there's a lot of chaos and confusion, and there's two entrances to go back in after recess. Yeah, no, I was in grade six. Yeah, and uh, so. What happened was, is uh, I had blood on me from punching him, and uh, so they they said, "Hey, go to the washroom, and uh, wash yourself up." So I go to the washroom, and the other teacher who grabbed the other kid sent him to the washroom. So now the two of us are back in the washroom. Back in the washroom. Oh my! And he, yo, it was like Did you go uh, at it again. It was like you ever see. Uh, two dogs or two cats just before they scrap they like stare at each other and it's just like (laughs) it was like that so we're just like staring at each other and then all of a sudden it was he just lunged at me but my friends at the time knew that this was going on so they jump they they come in and they separate us and jump between us and then he as he's trying to lean over to like get a shot at me yeah he uh he realizes he has no no reach at this point he's like between two guys and then me so he uh he just straight up just he spit at you all fucking oh, blood oh man blood oh, i was in grade oh, six just, oh my god yeah right so uh so you know it's not like i got away with this shit or anything it's not like i, I like just pop this kid in the mouth and, and you know, to be fair he was standing behind me in line just fucking chirping me the whole time and of so I, he's like you're not gonna do anything you're not gonna do anything <laughs> so i just turned around and popped him fuck it yeah and then uh yeah so that was that it was it was a 
my first experience with another man's blood. <laughs> I think I was in grade. I think I was five. Probably kindergarten was when I got my first fight. Kindergarten? Yeah. I got my butt kicked in kindergarten. I remember that one specifically. It's like vivid flashes really? of that one. Yeah. And this kid beat the Get crap ask, out of me. You're not just trying to make me feel better. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I was a tiny kid. Like, I'm not like, I was small back then. Like, I was a really small guy. I'm only 5'9 <clears> right now, but like, I've, I've got some weight on me now. And, um, but uh, I was really small growing up. Like, I was just a skinny kid. And, mm-hmm. um, People would always test me a lot because I was small, but I'm this little mouthy Italian, right? So I'd be like, let's go. Come on. I'll take you. Let's go. So You're like, Italian and Greek? Yeah. 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 Jesus. That's crazy. <laughs> what a yeah. mix. Yeah. It is what a, a mix. mix. It's a mix and a half. I was raised by an Italian, but uh, the Greek, the cheapness in me comes out and that's the Greek coming off me sometimes. <laughs> if I can get a better deal somewhere, I'll get a better deal. So you got but, a uh, fight in kindergarten. How did it go? I got my butt kicked. Just straight yeah. up wiped I out? I still remember, though, when I got my ass kicked that in, in kindergarten, I was like, this is never happening again. And I never lost a fight since then. And I never, I wouldn't say I won every single one of them, but I never got beat up like that ever again. Yeah. Because that was like so, just yeah. ass kicking. I probably, from, from, I'd probably say I've been in a total before I was 19, probably like a good 20, 30 fights. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Easy. I was just, I was a confrontational kid, you know? And like, cause like I said, cause I was small, people always had something to say to me or try to, uh, intimidate me. Like I'm an alpha male, right? So I'm not going to take your shit, especially if you try to, try it's to push me around. a pretty alpha male thing to say, just to admit that you're an alpha oh, male. I'm, I know I am, but I'm not an asshole about it. I don't use it to my, well, I'll use it to my advantage. Do you know how I know I'm an alpha? How? I just don't talk about it. <laughs> I just do it. That works too. <laughs> I'm just that throwing, throwing you fucking that lessons there, Maka. Yep. Yo, do you got siblings? Yeah, I have four older sisters. Four older sisters? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You have the almost the exact opposite situation of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have four siblings, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm technically the middle child. I got my older sister, my older brother, G-Tone there. Yep. The older brother, G-Tone, and then uh, there's me, and then my two younger brothers, Brendonius and Jordan. Brendonius. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking rad as shit. Uh, um, the fact is, though, man, I... I uh, I had to like fight for my life against G Tone. Oh, of course, and you so got all many, brothers, right? Yeah, and all yeah, brothers. Yeah, see, I got my butt kicked when I was like young, and then I got older, and they were like, "Okay, you can't really do much to him anymore." That's crazy. Though. So yeah. you're the youngest? Yeah, youngest of, out of four girls. Youngest of five. Youngest of five, yeah. Youngest, youngest of five with four older sisters. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That must have been hell. No, it wasn't too bad to be honest with you. I don't I got, mean. I don't mean no like other, that. There's wait, no wait, other wait. Du- I don't mean like that. Having sisters is hell. I, what oh, I mean, because I, uh, I love my sister. I know, I know you love your sisters, but uh, what I'm saying is, the the growing up stage of like wanting to defend your family and and just be there to be that like, especially as a man, as a self proclaimed alpha male. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you definitely know what I'm saying. So yeah. like to have. <laughs> To have that energy split four other ways, holy shit. I don't even know if I can handle that. Because I was just fucking worried about one sister, and she was 10 years older than me. So, <laughs> you know, I, I was concerned. It was... It was uh... No, it was, it, was, it was pretty chill. Like, it wasn't bad at all, to be honest. Like, I got pampered, too, right? I got... I was the only boy, and... Uh... You get a lot of Tonka trucks there for your Damn fucking right. birthday. Damn right. <laughs> what, what, do we, what do you mean pampered, though? What do you mean? You're the youngest child and the only boy. Of course, you're going to get the treatment sometimes, you know? Well, that's why Jordan, Jordan's mega talented. My youngest brother is, like, crazy talented, mm-hmm. I think, because he, he was pampered. But then he would say he got it the worst. No doubt I did get... If so, yo, check this out, though. If No doubt if, if my sisters did something or there was just some something shitty going on in the family or, like, just a bad, like, whatever, bad day with my parents or whatever, yeah. I got the shit end of the stick. 
Because you're the youngest. Yeah, because I'm the well, because I'm the youngest, and I'm the only boy. You, so can, you take can take it. it. You can yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it. But I always, I like when I got into my like 13 to 17 or 18, I was I wasn't the greatest. Like everyone wasn't the greatest kid. Yeah, but like I was a troublemaker, and I got into a lot of trouble, and I messed up, and what kind of trouble? Stuff like that. Oh, just uh, just typical teenage boy shit, right? Like mischief. Like, oh yeah. Really? I had mischief. I I was uh I had a pretty weird weird upbringing like in terms of getting in trouble because like uh g-tone was like uh like a, a smart dude but mm-hmm. he just didn't fit within the societal constraints that they're trying to push on him in a small town especially yeah. so he he was very much like because he's seven years older than me he was like very much already through the system by the time i got there yeah i know of course and yeah. they're like oh you're a guy mcdonald's younger brother yeah. and it was just like i started like three rungs down the ladder before anyone else could like get going. So I had a tough go of it at first. Um, uh, but, uh, I found that, uh, the, the more groups I was affiliated with and the more, the more I was able to, I guess, raise profile, mm-hmm. uh, the more I felt people couldn't fuck with me. And like, yeah, of course, because if you're just a, a, a number or a name or whatever, yeah. I feel like people take advantage of that. So I did everything. You I got to make yourself known. Yeah, right? I tried to play sports. I was yeah. I was on volley, I was in volleyball and basketball, but then I was also like smoking weed with all the fucking smoker kids and then, <laughs> the all around guy. Yeah. yeah, and then I was yeah exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. like class or no school president for a fucking while. This is unbelievable, <laughs> but I was. I, they had a they had a slogan for me in the election. I was like smoke some res with the prez. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. Oh my I gosh. can't be kidding. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I, I had a crazy fucking uh, upbringing uh, in, in terms of high school so it, that sounds like oh some preppy jock shit but I was like as fucking raw as you can now yeah. throwing the fact that you're like a yo-yo hippity hopper and you're like one of the few if not only the first fucking one of the first rappers in your area to even do it yeah. in, in like a fucking 200 kilometer you know wide area yeah it was pretty. It was pretty interesting, to say the least. It helped build a lot of character. So when I moved out here to Vancouver, I moved out completely by myself. I didn't have any, any. Yeah, it was me too. I came yeah. out. I knew one person, and that was it. I didn't know anyone, even the, not the so, one person. Who was the person you knew? I uh, my friend Jackie Conti. I went to college with, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and then I just like I said before, got the intern job and networked and slided my way into the into the uh that's wild that social network i didn't even tell anybody i was a rapper when i first came here well that's that's wild that you I'm moved out like here that. not knowing anyone other than this, this jackie the, the in, yeah the internship wasn't even a guarantee but when then I, for, for you to intern at battle axe which well, which was the biggest label at the time on the west coast yeah no it was it was uh nearing its its glory day end when i first came out okay. i would say yeah or it had already finished it was just after the black magic era so did you work directly with uh there's, there's a few notable names in that in that roster but yep. did you did you work directly with uh, uh, Kyle Kraft? Yep. Yep. Uh, what was your relationship like with him? I was his, I was his intern. His uh, you did everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure you're, you're you're definitely glorifying it, but uh, I, I, I ain't glorifying it. That's you're for sure. anti-glorifying it. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Yeah, you know, like, but was, no, like I can't I can't hate on it. You know, they gave me a chance and they brought me in, and and uh, I thank them for that. And uh, was it was it was it everything that I thought it was going to be? Fuck no. But, um, give you a good education. Did it give that? me a good education? Did it give me Fuck some knowledge yeah. yet? Did it help me meet a million rappers that I used to look up to when I was a kid? Damn right. I gotta Did say, I, man, you have you a know? standout attitude, and I think a lot of it came from your time with them for sure. I don't doubt it at all, and I thank them for that, and you I thank them for giving me the chance. With uh, 
you know people that are doing successful things that, yeah, that's a you know? big thing what about uh some of the other names on the, the label like small members like mad child mad I child and prevail i actually didn't end up uh working <clears throat> with mad child till after like a year or two after i left the internship and i worked with mad child in 2010 and i executive produced and engineered his uh band from america ep so really? I worked, yeah, so I worked one on one with him for I think it was like two three months straight. I was at his house like pretty much every day, and we just he'd be writing and we co writing and recording and just smoking cigarettes and shooting the shit and wow yeah he's uh, he's had a bit of a renaissance in the last year. Yeah, so. he has. He definitely has. You know, and I you know what the cool thing is that I was around. Because Band from America was like his return record, right? Yeah. After he just gotten off drugs, and he was telling me a lot about the Swole Members uh, Battle Axe Warriors movement. He was telling me all these ideas he had, so I knew about all this stuff that's been going on for the past couple of years as his renaissance before it even happened. So that was pretty cool to watch it unfold, as he told me. Mm-hmm. Or actually, he told me before, and then watch it unfold. So that was yeah, pretty cool. Like to a, see that. like at arm's length. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just see it afterwards and be like, wow. It's yeah, he actually did itself. it. Yeah, he yeah. actually did it, and he's making it happen. You know, so all the power that's to cool. him. Do you still talk to him? When we see each other, we say what's up. I don't talk to him on a regular basis. If he's got a show and I'm in that city, I'll hit him up and he'll throw me on guest list. Like I saw him in Nelson in the summertime. That was probably the that was the second last. That was the last time I saw him was in Nelson. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and we went and kicked it after the show and had some drinks <clears throat> and all that. And then I pieced out. I have my three o'clock rule. I don't stay up past three anymore. Three a.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that seems like a, a good guideline to, yeah, to, yeah. to make for yourself. Them six to nine in the morning nights are uh, far long gone. I don't, that. I, don't, uh, I don't try to conduct business beyond uh, 9 p.m. Well, I'm not talking business. I'm just talking like... Oh, talking, that's me though. <laughs> just having a good time, well, quote good, unquote. Having a good time there, Willie? Fucking having a good time? I indulge a bit too much sometimes. Uh, but that was then, this is now. That was then, this that was is then. now. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have like a any any reservations against the next segment we're about to do? This is the infamous, too offensive. Giver, <sighs> let's hear it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I need to explain the rules of the game first. Too offensive is a segment we've recently created and was recently amended by Cmart. He was the last person to play it with Kwesi. <laughs> and uh, too offensive is now T W O offensive. Uh, so we now, have, we now have two questions for two offensives. So thank you to Seamart for that amendment. Depending great. on how this goes, can I get a bonus question and then we'll call it quits after that? Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Wait. If you get a so bonus question, try offensive. Oh, or tree t- offensive. <laughs> no, I'd say too offensive. Okay, let's try. Like, okay. Feel free to say too offensive too. Don't, I will, don't, I will. don't get I will. into the. You I'm know. sure. I'm sure my mom's going to be listening to this, so I don't want to. I have too much respect for her, All so right. I don't want to so, offend her too much. So it's only the two. So we'll yeah. go off here, and and you can even just straight up too offensive okay. me right now, and then we're, we're let's, done. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, brother. Uh, the, your first question of too offensive is uh, in your previous group, OK City. Who is the better rapper, Ray Black or Maka yourself? Uh, can I, I'm going to answer this. Um, oh, you're going to give us gonna, an answer? Yeah, I'm going to give you an answer for this. Okay. Um, I will say this. I will say at the time, uh-huh. okay, let's okay. At the time, Ray was better with his flow. I was better lyrically. You're a better writer. Definitely a better he, writer. he was a better uh, vocal, He had vocalist? definitely, yeah, he had definitely had way better flow than me. He just sounded nicer on the mic. Um, but definitely I was 
definitely the better writer. I'll say that strong and proud and free and so on and so okay. forth. I wrote a lot of the hooks for pretty much the majority of the OK City stuff. There's a follow-up too offensive to that. This is not the actual second question, but this, okay. the follow-up to that is... Wait, wait, wait uh, i got to finish answering the first first part of it. I'm not done. Oh, I was going to say. I'm not done. Okay, um, and currently... Yeah. Mac all the way. Mac currently all... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I love you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. Uh, the, the follow-up to that, which is not the actual second question, but okay. the follow-up is, uh, was that because he's black? That's too offensive. Too offensive! I'm not white, though, man. Uh, well, hey. That's the thing. I got ri- I'm Italian. I got rhythm in my blood. That sounds racist. You know? That sounds medium racist. That's not racist. That's, uh, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Come on, relax. White boys are killing rap music right now, I gotta you, say. You oh, you ever heard of a guy named T. Mills? Have you heard of this guy? Never heard from of him. From the States. So I, was, I went to the bank at, the, at a commercial in Broadway today, and I seen his face on a poster. He's coming to Vancouver for part of his tour. I can't remember what the tour was called, but he looked like Vanilla Ice. He had the same haircut. Like, he looked like Vanilla Ice. And I said to myself, Really? Seriously, covered in tattoos. Like, I'm covered in tattoos, but I don't get tattoos to uh, increase my image by all means. I, he just, like... You can tell he's just one of those guys that's just getting tattooed. Like, he's a, he's a he's an MGK wannabe, right? And But MGK's nice with it. And There's a fucking handful of those out there. Yeah, you know, like, stop ripping off style, guys. Come on, you know? I'm going to be Yellow Wolf and MGK. Yeah, you know? Give it, like, be original, you know? <laughs> Gosh, you guys piss me off. Oh, man. Uh... That was a pretty good one. I think uh, we got one and a half questions done there because it was uh, too offensive to the follow-up, which is nice. It's good. I'm glad. It's, I don't think I'm doing my job unless I get at least one out of you, so <laughs> fine. Okay, so your actual second question for too offensive is uh, out of the three, which would you say best describes you? A, rude. B, angry. <laughs> Or C, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, wait, beautiful, rude, angry. That's fucking... That's I like it in that order. And ladies and gentlemen, that was too offensive. Too offensive! <sighs> Thank you, G-Tone, for the at the end. We appreciate that. Maka, you're fucking, you're a talented dude. Thank There's you. a lot of good things we are coming up on the horizon for these folks. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's people listening to this on the fan page right now. There's people mm-hmm. that are listening to this in their car as they mm-hmm, drive around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's people that listen to this in the headphones as they shred the slopes. There's a lot of people listening. This is true. Um, why don't you go ahead and let people know what we got coming for them via, let's say, let's start with a video. Startup. Yes, we, uh, we are submitting for a video grant on Friday. Um, some Which of you, be the first grant of your yes, career and my career. Yes, yeah, both of us. We've not been, uh, we have been true independent artists for the past nine years. That's and, right. And... Um, uh, all you artists out there who are getting grant money and uh, claiming to be claiming yeah. to be independent, I just want to let you know you're not. Um, they're, they're, I don't mean that in a rude, rude way. Well, kind of, but at the same time, don't claim independence if you were getting funding. My way of, of explaining it would be like people that get grants and then claim independence against actual artists who don't have grants. Yeah, would be uh, I would say I'd say the best way to describe it would be like that's like uh, uh, if you challenged those two art types of artists to a race on the sand 
and one of them gets sandbags around their ankles. The other guy gets like <laughs> shoes and like, you know, it's just like, it's totally different. One's, one's running on, on sand, one's running right. on hot coals. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Pretty and, you much. Know, it's a, it's a disadvantage yeah. and for them to be like, well, we're the same. We're trying our best. How come you can't get your grind up? Yeah, pretty much. It's just, it's bullshit. So I, I don't know. I, I like to take the stance and I know you feel the same way, which yeah. is that like, rather than attacking it and being bitter about yeah. it, we just, we go about our own way. Oh yeah. I'm definitely not bitter about it. Like I, I do care less. You know, if I ever get a grant, I will actually be, yeah. I will acknowledge the fact that that's not an independent project and that it was funded. But now answer me this. I'm not hundred percent sure on this before I talk some shit okay. right here. Factor is funded by the Canadian government. Uh, factor is funded by the Canadian government, which is funded by taxpayers. Yes, exactly. So by factor being funded by the Canadian government and the Canadian government be funded by my working construction ass that busts his ass every day, nine to five and has calloused hands and yourself included and right. every Joe Schmo out there in this country. So not only did I pay for my own record out of my own pocket, did I not technically fund the rest of these fucking two bit yo-yos records who get grants? So are, you, are you suggesting you should get royalties? Fuck, the whole country should get royalties. <laughs> the whole country should get royalties. Jeepers, off. man. Like, am, I, am I not correct with that? That's an interesting Does that not make line sense? of logic. Yeah. Would it not make sense? I don't know yeah. if it's 100% true if, that, if that's the way it goes, but if the Canadian government is funding it, where does that... The government gets their money from us. So am I not only... I not only spent thousands and thousands of dollars on the Rude Man record pack, not just the record, but the whole package for it online, the look of it, everything, all the logos, whatever the case may be. I, I didn't only spend thousands of dollars on that, but a percentage of my wage went to, f- to fund Mr. Sunreal fucking Wiz Khalifa laugh, believe bullshit, correct? The, it seemed like he does receive a lot of grants. Oh, yeah. they all do, man. Black Box cleaned up this year at the Junos. Hmm, I wonder. Let me see. Black Box, uh, yeah, they're a management company. I know Ian over there. and mm-hmm. uh, It's nothing uh, against Black Box. Like, nothing against you guys. You know, no, hustle. I, I you mean, guys, if you guys are getting favoritism, by all means, take it. I would, too. I wouldn't. I'm not disregarding that. But... At the same time, you think it should be more fairly proportioned. Damn right, it should be. Okay. What what, uh, what West Coast artist? Uh, Sunreal was the only West Coast artist who got a junior Juno. That you is, could say you could say Shad too. Shad's Shad's back and forth Ontario like myself. Right. But like when it comes down to West Coast sound, is Sunreal West Coast sound? Fuck no. No no no. I would never put the. Give me a break. I wonder how much stock they put into geographical location because well, shad i think is like a national product well shad shad yeah. shad shad's one of the best in the I country mean, shad shad's a good true. friend yeah. you know shad deserves shad's a, a good guy yeah, yeah shad yeah. Deser- deserves a juno over i hope he wins that over any of them drake got the rap best rap recording juno that's drake yeah. drizzy's drizzy you know all the power he's to international you, bro. he's international he's yeah. an entertainer right you know um classified give it a rest you're dope as fuck but i'm getting sick of your Working man payday bullshit. You're getting annoying. Um, <laughs> Rich Kid, you know, he's a dope producer. I like his, his song Psych a lot. But uh, to my eyes, the whole Sunreal connection just kind of killed it for me. So in uh, Sunreal, I just don't like you. Interesting. That's a that's, that's a wrap-up of the Juno nominees. Yeah, from Macca's, <laughs> from Macca's perspective. That was, uh, that, was, uh, that was, you know what? I think a lot of people probably realize that, like, true Rudology had a, a lot of uh, shots taken at Sunreal mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. there's been a lot of back and forth stuff between camps and uh, whatnot yeah. so yeah. so this is a little more official this is a little more and, direct and you know what no doubt for those of you who do like the guy you know I'm not taking away from his skill like the dude can sing the dude can rap you know he's doing his thing he's doing better than me you know I don't you know I'm not going to take that away from him but do I like him his image and his persona and the way he presents himself fuck no I think he's a goof I think he is a uh is a little wannabe hipster rapper, and uh, I have no love for that guy, and I never will. You know, it's an keep kissing ass, bitch. It's an interesting uh, spot for uh, uh, myself as a producer because uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, I've I've known him 
many years. Yeah. And uh, I see what you're saying. There is like a... You're just too cool for school, right? Too cool for fucking school. It, it's like... Uh, uh, there is like a bit of a, a trend switch up in his style. Oh, like, definitely, definitely. Like, I don't want to be hypocritical and then say, "Oh, um, no." But you know, he didn't do it for a musical perspective, for a musical. Uh, what's the word? Well, yeah, I'm doing it for growth, and I'm yeah, sure growth, he can make what I'm the same that's what I'm argument. Saying. Though, yeah, you know, I'm like, sure he would say the same thing. But you know that dude. When someone drops a little <laughs> and says Wiz Khalifa laugh in your music video, give me a break, bro. Seriously, give me a break. Get some originality in yourself, man. Stop ripping everybody off or trying to be like someone else. Because you're not. You're not doing it. The uh, the whole entirety of, of this conversation is just that, like, the music you're doing, trap, grime-influenced records that are, like, danceable, uh, breakbeat stuff that just, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's very dance-influenced. I just think that there's... Uh, a lot of pushing and pulling for for power right now, and uh, I, I can recognize where you come from, man. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, again, people that are getting grants, people that aren't, it's very difficult to put people on the same playing field. Yeah. So I know what you're saying. Do Do you think that uh, if we get this grant coming up, what do you think uh, the video we're gonna do with the we money? We have uh, remixed "Natural Athletic" for those of you who know it. Yes, if you don't know it, go. Uh, She's natural. Athletic. athletic. Yeah, uh, go uh, stream it on the iTunes uh, page. It's on there. We don't have that one up for uh, free download, but uh, we remixed that. Got it back from Stylist uh, today. And uh, yeah, big shout out to Stylist. Yep. Always, always fucking holding and it down. Daryl from uh, Daryl Thompson, aka Mister Invisible from Insider Films, will be uh, working on that project with us. So uh, keep an eye out for that, and we'll keep you updated on that. Natural athletic video. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. The remix, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little fucking trap yeah. influence. I gotta say, it's pretty sweet. It's it's feel good. Yeah, I love doing the remix to this because it was already such a banging record. But yeah. now we've yeah. just made it fucking shake. Yeah. It's gonna just thunder. Yeah. Low end theory, Steez. Uh Maka, if people want to follow you on Twitter, they can follow you at www.twitter.com/slash/madmacmusic with a K M A D M A K M U. Wait, did you say www.twitter.com? Yeah. Backslash. Oh. I said slash. I thought you just used the handle. Now you're you just say me. that handle. You know good. what? Just go to www.thisismaca.com. There you go. And you can find <laughs> all my all my uh, social media links there. You can go listen to some free music, watch some music videos. You can go, uh, there's a link there to the dressinglicewounds.bigcartel.com store where you can purchase the uh, official clothing line of Team Rude. Um, the album you yeah, gotta... it's pretty self-explanatory and if you can't figure it out you shouldn't be on the internet this is maca.com and as always if uh, you guys want to go ahead and follow me uh, or send your thoughts about the show send us questions send us answers whatnot. now that we have a new website you guys are checking it out I hope you enjoy it uh, this was episode 20 uh, you can always follow me at md underscore boomsday on twitter or you can email me directly at jamie j-a-y-m-e I thought your name was md it was and it still is but listen it's Jamie, J A Y M E, at amp records, A M P records, C O dot com. So, uh, that being said, uh, I think it's about time we wrap up, sir. Uh, we're going to throw to a song here, though. Uh, Sweet. What do you think we should listen to? How about something off Rude Man LP for sure? For sure. How about something we both like? How about uh, Rudest Chapter? That sounds good to me. I love Rudest Chapter. Throw a chapter. little bit of Lane, a little bit Shepard into the mix. Yep. Shout out to 2012, 2013. So many Juno noms yeah, and wins. Yeah, she took a Juno for Best Reggae yeah. Recording There's someone we love, big time. Yeah. We, we love a little bit, yeah. man. We love you, girl. And uh, as always, you can follow. Again, go ahead and uh, check out thisismaca.com. Mm-hmm. Check out Rude Man LP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maca, say goodbye to everyone. 
Peace out. This is the rudest chapter. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, bye. Enjoy yourself. Bitches. What am I do? Am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find side and if they ever protect we. Put up your one to put no win me. Wanna say what am I do? Am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find side and if they ever protect we. Put up your one if you feel me. Dream is what I pay for. Newfound scheme, this scene is what I came for. Who want more? Son of style, smoking mayhem. A brave man stands, don't give a damn what you say, and that phony spirit, mirrored image you won't capture. My father, who in heaven will guide the rudest chapter. There's nothing after, there's only present vision, and this is a crucial matter. I'm using what I'm giving to give it up and write a rhythm with appeal. Like once upon a grime, let's rewind the way we feel. The dark or the yawn in the city of fallen villains, where it's killer be killed. But I chill with Will's feelings, compassionate pacifist Only when unthreatened, I get mad if you my passion No use to use a weapon What am I do, am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find we sighting him, they ever protect we? Put up your one for no win me, wanna say What am I do, am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find we sighting him, they ever protect we? Put up your one if you feel me, yeah Play and keep this tune on inside. I got the soup on. Deal it like a coupon, and this is what my group on. Who's on a grind till I find thing you witness? We give this all we got, fresh crop. We the sickest. Now who gon' give us the official comment word? My, my, my mama said you gotta hit a nerve. Burning where it hurts, little class, lots of rude. But in everyday life, keep a humble attitude. The rudest rude man has got style of a poet. It's a chapter of his life that he writes and doesn't know it, know it. No need to show it, he gon' keep it on the hush. Design a fine rhyme with a motive you can trust. Must be bust back, attack, cash, and triple it. Now I'll pay it forward with the rude, yeah, a little bit. What am I do? Am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find we sighting him, they ever protect we. Put up your one to put no win me, wanna say. What am I do? Am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find we sighting him, they ever protect we. Put up your one if you feel me, yeah. Say we right, man, mark up on the left, flick up with the pandy right. We are on you, this chapter, figure mash up your life. We will never give up the fight. I send this out to the old, I send this out to the youth. In search of the light, yes, in search of the truth. Looking for love, no shame the morning after. This is my life, I find the rudest chapter. What am I do? Am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to we sight and if they ever protect we. Put up your one for no win me, wanna say What am I do, am I try to test we? Are we around things so them can't challenge we? We have tried to find we sight and if they ever protect we. Put up your one if you feel me, yeah Put up your one if you feel me Put up your one for no win me